So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Orlando. Orlando. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. Welcome to the Ozone. The voice of massive magic fans. Welcome back to another episode of the Ozone Podcast, the voice of magic fans. In the virtual studio today, we have Justin. Yo. Al. What's going on? Myself, Anthony, and a very special guest joining us, Orlando Magic Ford, Wesley Awandu. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me, man. Yep. So, uh, obviously, with everyone quarantining right now, uh, Wes, mm-hmm. what what are you doing to stay busy? Um, trying to stay into in a routine, man. Like basically, like weekdays, uh, Monday through Friday, it's like you know I, I hit it pretty hard in the mornings with uh, conditioning, weights, um, you know, some ball handling drills, form swim drills, like. That's pretty much my routine in the morning. And after that, man, it's pretty much like a chill day, you know, for me trying to stay inside and, you know, stay, you know, stay away from things. But it's pretty much it, man. You know, just working out, uh, playing 2K, doing some uh, fashion things on the side and um, also staying in contact with my teammates as well. But that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's it's good to hear that you're you're still dribbling basketball because um, Thanks, I've, I've heard some stories that you know you got players out there that you know it's been a little while. So yeah, and and I know as as a player, if if you go too long without it, kind of start to lose that rhythm a little bit. For sure, for sure, that's the that's the normal thing, man. You know, for anybody, you know, with anything, you 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 know get away from it for a little bit. It's just like you fall out of rhythm. But um, yeah, bro. Like as a as a professional though, it's kind of like the timeline. I think is. It's not that long for us to like, um, you know, get back in shape and get back into a rhythm, which is a good thing as well. But, you know, just trying to find ways to stay active and stay working out, I think would be big for everyone. And Wes, I know you mentioned you've been playing 2K. I know you created your league. I'm playing in your league at the moment. Yeah. Um, so I, I know you got the first pick in the draft, a little controversial, <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, so one thing that surprised me is you went with James Harden. That's the first mm-hmm. pick for your team. Any reason yeah. behind that? Uh, honestly, man, because that's just like the best player I know how to use on 2K. Like everybody was like, it might be LeBron go first or whoever, but I kind of picked my team like who I know how to use on the video game itself, man. So that was my whole game plan with the drafting thing and you know going forward. Awesome. And what's your expectation? So yeah. I'm gonna see you in the playoffs. You think? Yeah, we should be, man. Uh, that's what I'm hoping for. It's a little tough right now. But, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to get there. <laughs> hey, but, uh, Wes, please tell me you drafted yourself, right? Man, my <laughs> best friend drafted me before I could get me. Ah. He, well, yeah, he, he went ahead and pulled the trigger before I could, man. So I was literally about to pick me, like, uh, I think I was in the seventh round or so. I went up once I got my uh, first five, man, but as soon as I was about to pick, he was picked before me and got me. So I was upset. But just so you guys know, my, my recommendation was he got the first pick in the draft. He's the commissioner. He's the, he's the guy running the league. 
I'm like, my thinking is, you're an NBA player, you got to pick yourself with the first pick. Of course. That's my rule. Hey, look, <laughs> real, real life situation, of course, I'm picking myself up against anybody, man. But um, just to, just to, like, you know, I knew I had the first pick, man. I knew James Harden wasn't going to stay on there. Probably past the fourth pick, so I just had to, had to go ahead and get it. That's good. And, and we know that you've been doing other things to kind of stay busy. Um, yeah. We saw that you've been helping out Jonathan Isaac with um, efforts to, fo- to feed children in Central mm-hmm. Florida with the Jump Ministries. Um, can you talk a little bit about that and some of the initiatives that you guys are working on? Yeah, man. So, Jay, he actually reached out to the team, you know, and let us know that uh, he was starting this whole thing with Jump Ministry, you know, with uh, giving food and delivering food. And, uh, no, pretty much, man. Just as a good teammate, you know, inspired by what he was doing. I threw in a donation, man. You know, anywhere I could to help out, you know, anyone because I knew, you know, around these times like this, it's pretty tough for everybody, you know, um, especially with people that's not working or, you know, might be doing something else a little different in these times. It's kind of hard to adjust to, man. So, you know, my whole thing was just reaching out to J.I., trying to help, you know, with the donation and kind of, you know, give back to some people around in the community. That's good. Yeah, it's important. Um, yeah. I think you guys as players, especially the, the the Magic franchise, does a really good job at kind of, you know, mm-hmm. engaging the community and being there for the community, being a consistent presence. True. Um, so I think it's awesome that you guys, you know, as, as young players, mm-hmm. are kind of taking that torch and running with it and actually leading uh, those efforts. So it's, it's really cool to see, and we really appreciate um, you know, you being that engaged in the community and looking uh, to help everybody who you can. Yeah, thanks, fellas, for sure. Of course. So, Wes, let's get to know you a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, so, from a basketball perspective, who yep. has been your biggest influence as you're growing up, whether it was, you know, your middle school or high school years? Yeah. Just growing up, who was that influence for you? Um, I'm definitely going to say my older brother. You know, it's funny, man. I started playing, like, around third grade, and he kind of, like, you know, told me, like, let's go on the job and go to this game. And, you know, showed up at the game. And literally, I know I was about to be playing in the man. So, uh, you know, shouts out to, uh, you know, my big bro. And um, pretty much, man, through my whole, you know, basketball career of playing up until now, he's been kind of that, uh, you know, influencer or, you know, that momentum guy, you know, to keep things real and keep things even, you know, getting through this. So he's been uh, a, pretty, a pretty big helping hand in that aspect. So would you say, like, your brother um, mm-hmm. is your inspiration, but are you just, like, a big family guy overall, or is your relationship with your brother just different? Yeah, man, overall, I'm a big family guy. But, you know, when it comes to basketball, my mom, she, you know, she leaves it up to my brother. My dad, he's kind of just, you know, in the scenes, like, keeping up with everything. But, you know, the person who understands the game the most, you know, out of my family and close family would be my brother. So, uh, you know, of that subject, you know, we're pretty close. And, um yeah, man, that's how it's been you know, pretty much the whole time. Wes, you're from Houston, Texas, right? Yep. So growing up, who was, who was your favorite player and in, in team? Were you a big Rockets fan growing up? I was, man. I think that whole time of living in Houston, you know, all the players that came through there, my favorite player around the time was uh, T-Mac maybe, man, because, like, T-Mac came in, he kind of changed the team up. Him and Yao Ming, bro, that was, like, running things, you know, for, like, a – Hot little second there, man, until uh, I think y'all he got hurt or something like that. Kind of, you know, kind of slowed the, the momentum up. But I was a big T-Mac fan growing up in Houston, you know, through my time and all the players that came through there. I'm a, I'm a diehard T-Mac fan. Like, that's my that's my guy, man. He's like – Dope. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Like, um, obviously, growing up, my my pops was a big Shaq fan. That's how I started watching the Magic. But I didn't really fully understand the game of basketball until T Mac. And T Mac's my dude. Actually, one of my favorite moments was him wearing a Rockets jersey, of mm. him dropping his his thirty some points in eleven seconds. Yo, that was crazy. Everybody remember that one. Everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Now, now, Wes, who who is Wes God? West God is that's something that represents energy, man. Good vibes and energy. You know, I the little lightning bulb, the light, lightning bolt is um it's all energy, man. You know, it's just good energy, good vibes. Um, you know, even with like playing on the court, man, like with my shoes and highlighter shoes and like different colors, it's just trying to keep the energy alive, man, trying to keep good faith in things and just switch it up a little bit, man. You know, I like to switch things up uh with different colors and all type of stuff, man. So that's just pretty much what a West God is, man, as a whole. Just good energy. You're a good representative of that. Like, yeah. coming off the bench, you're one of those guys that brings in the energy. Um, yeah. I think that's one of the things that, that you're known for. Um, how would you say, because I know you do a little bit of music too. So mm-hmm. that whole West God personality and just mm-hmm. bringing positive vibes, being full of energy, how does that yeah. contribute, um, you know, to, to what the product is on the court for you um, and mm-hmm. as well as your, your music? Um, I think it's just authentic, man. You know, that's the whole thing with me, just, you know, being loyal, real, you know, just trying to keep good faith. But it's pretty much what it is. Like, you know, it represents who I am as a real person, you know, my upbringing, um, everything I had to fight for, you know, just being a second-round pick, um, you know, making it this far and trying to, you know, pave a, a career for myself, man. It's been fun to say the least. It's been stressful, but it's been fun. That's the best thing about it. So, <laughs> you know, the um, that's that's all it is, man. You know, that's who I am as a person. You know, um, it, this West guy kind of gives it that tag, you know, that, that represent me. Now, um, a- AG was just recently, he did an interview with Sports Illustrated where he was kind of talking about his music a little bit. And he had yeah. said that he was working on his mixtape and that he wanted to get some of his teammates to get in the studio with him. Have mm-hmm. you guys already gotten in the studio and kicked it a little bit? Man, we, I, uh, probably about two weeks ago, I was at a G house, man, and we was in the studio, you know, um, just kind of game planning and uh, brainstorming with uh, him and his team. Uh, Moe's Better was in there and uh, Ayo. Uh, you know, the top top producer out here, man. So, uh, you know, we was all in the studio just kind of brainstorming. But uh, we're definitely, you know, about to get back in there, work on something, man, and try to get it out so everybody can hear it. It'll be fun, though. It'll be for, for sure fun. Yeah, I think there's a lot of excitement uh, yeah. surrounding that. There's, yeah, um, for sure. You know, everybody's always always looking to to see and, and, and learn more of the players outside of the court. Exactly. Um, and music is a great way to do that. We we've heard yeah, some of your stuff. We've heard some of AG stuff. Um, personally, I can say I'm excited. Yeah, man, it, it's it'll be fun because like it's you know everybody's kind of you know at home right now, just you know trying to um, find some entertainment. So you know it's just different ways with us to connect with fans. You know, with whoever might be interested, man. So you know it's just us trying to stay active through this whole thing. Wes, looking back at your career, so. You being a four-year college player, um, how do you think that has helped you in the NBA? You mentioned you were a second-round pick. You, you've gone through, again, ups and downs. But having that experience of four years in college, how do you think that's helped you? Um, honestly speaking, bro, I think it helped me a lot more off the court than on the court. You know, um, on the court definitely helped me as far as in understanding the patience of, you know, right now might not be your turn or, 
you know, right now this is what you got to go through, you know, to get where you want to be. So on the court, you know, four years of college helped me in that aspect. And off the court, it's just helped me by, you know, making uh, better decisions, like, you know, knowing what to expect of things or maybe someone, a type of person I might be dealing with, you know, just, you know, uh, financially, all type of things off the court, four years of college helped me with, man. But, yeah, on the court, man, I just say it uh, matured me a lot, you know, for different situations and uh, pretty much to just keep working, man, and just – you know, knowing that uh, you got to start somewhere, you know, to get where you want to go. So that's that's pretty much it. I feel like we don't see too many four-year players coming out of college anymore. Oh man, they just trying to throw they trying to throw dirt on us, man. But uh, you know, shout, shout out to the ones that's still trying to make it for the four-year guys, man. Um, like I tell everybody, at the end of the day, if you can hoop, you know, if you have a good asset that you bring to the court, man, that really stands out. I think uh, they'll find you. Whether that's getting your shot through the G League, you know, trying to work your way up or wherever it may be, I think it's uh, it's always a possibility. I think it makes a big difference because uh, four years in the college game, transitioning yeah. into the NBA, I mean, just body-wise, you're way more physical, you're stronger, you're faster, you're more mature mentally. Um, that mm-hmm. You're right, it does help you on and off the floor. Uh, what would you say mm-hmm. was the biggest adjustment for you, though, from the college basketball game to the NBA game? So that's funny, man. Actually, being in college for four years, the it, I think I had to readjust to the physical part of the league. You know, uh, it's a different ball game, bro. Like college in the league is two different ball games. Like sometimes I can watch a college game and I'm like, it's a little too slow for me, man. Like they got to do something about speeding the game up or you know trying to do different things, man. But being in college for four years and making that adjustment of the physicality of the league, man, was the toughest part for me. I think. Yeah, I think that's yeah. one thing that we can we can all see, like how, how fast the game is played, uh, the physicality of it. Yeah. Uh, again, you got guys like LeBron who are small forward, yet, you know, they're almost 300 pounds. Yeah, man. Uh, you don't see that quite a bit in college. Exactly, exactly. Different ball game. You you even see that also, because um, even on, on the TV screen, right, you're watching the game and, you know, sometimes it still kind of does yeah. like normal pace. But the minute that you're at the game and you have really good seats, whether front court or uh, front row, yeah, you see the game. Mm-hmm. Like, everything just runs a million times it's, faster. You see it for what it is, man. Yeah, and uh, I mean, it's crazy you say that, man, because, you know, you got, I'm pretty sure you guys watch a lot of basketball yourselves, man. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's hard talking to somebody who don't understand the game. Like, maybe you understand the game. So, it's still, like I said, it's, it's way faster, man. It's just a, a very physical. So talking about your time in the NBA so far, mm-hmm. uh, what would you say is, you know, throughout the entire league, who's the most difficult player to defend? Man, it's so many names I can throw at you, man. But, um, of course, LeBron, uh, Dame Tom, was, that, that was pretty tough too, man. And who was Season ain't been in so long, I forgot who we played this year, man. <laughs> but uh, for, for sure, you guys are t- uh, CJ McCollum, man. That was a tough matchup as well, too, man. And Bradley Bill, you know. So when we played the Wizards every time this year, like, it was pretty much send everybody at Bradley Bill. Like, you know, it's, that dude was going crazy, man. Going crazy for them. So, yeah, those are pretty tough matchups I can remember from this year. Now, one big game that you were involved yeah. in, in two occasions, so against the Lakers this year, probably one of our, mm-hmm. our favorite games uh, mm-hmm. of the season. Number yep. one, you guys win that game in Staples mm-hmm. Center. Amazing game for you, career high, 19 points. Yeah. Uh, but a little backstory to that. In December, you play mm-hmm. the Lakers here at home. Unfortunately, we lose that game. But Wes, you got the crowd going, man. When you stood right. up to Dwight, 
you know, little pushes here and yeah. there. The crowd were nuts. So walk me through mm-hmm. that game at home, and then of course the game at Staples Center. Your career high. Some of your experience yeah. in, the, in that environment against the Lakers. Uh, the the Lakers game here in Orlando, man. The energy in the building was crazy. Like, you know, from when we was warming up to the little scuffle to the end of the game, the energy was crazy, man. So it was just kind of like that's what it was, man. You know, um, the white, you know, he got the rebound, came through. Big elbows, big shoulders, trying to big boy his way through the lane, man, trying to push people out the way. So, you know, I just – the energy was so crazy, and I just wasn't going for it. You know, I wasn't going for it. So I tried to step in and, you know, just try to, you know, um, make it be known that, you know, we ain't laying down. You know, that's all that was. Hey, man, I got – I got Jeff came up to me the next day, you know, in practice, after practice. He was like, hey, Wes, you know, I like the energy, man, but – uh. You know, let's be let's be a little smarter next time and keep yourself in the game, man. Because yeah, the momentum of the game, we was uh, I think it was on the run when that happened, man. It kind of changed up a little bit, but um, yeah, man, it was just it was a fun game, man. Fun times, and uh, and the one in Staples Center that was special. That was special, man, because the energy again in the building was crazy, man. And you know, we were down players, so for us to go out there and do that, you know, as a team, I think it showed a lot you know, of uh, what you really have and how deep of a team and, you know, good depth the, the team did have, man. But that game was special as well. I think I think for, for fans, it's always easier to say, mm-hmm. you know, next man up. Right. But it's harder to do. And, oh, man. And that, was a, that was a special game because it's kind of like everyone was a part of it. Everyone was involved and everyone really stepped up and you were a big part of that. Exactly. And, and it's, it's – for, for anyone that's really played the game, it's always hard – to not get into the game and whether you're taken out of the flow because the minutes aren't there, whatever the case may be. Right. The fact, the minute that you step on the floor mm-hmm. is game time. Like everything sure. else doesn't matter. And the fact that you go into it and you're ready all the time is, is something that, you know, it, it really stands out about you. Yeah, man. And, um, you know, not to take it for granted, that is the toughest part of it is all, you know, staying ready and, and uh, being ready when you do get that opportunity, man. Cause you know, just being honest, the NBA is a business, and it's real easy to get lost in the business. You know, uh, that's just how life goes, honestly. You know, you, if, if you're given the opportunity, you know, a number of times, and it's kind of like you, uh, you're you not producing or you're not kind of playing up to the capabilities, man. It, it can get real scary, you know. So that's been the hardest part for me, I would say, you know, staying ready, finding ways to stay ready. My um, three years as a pro, man. But, you know, for the best, it's been working out, man. You know, I – I live for these moments, man. You know, I live to not play not play this game, come in the next game, and then, you know, do what I got to do, man, because, you know, that's just how, you know, how tough-minded I am about things, man. So, of course, as a competitor, I want to play, you know, every game and, you know, have consistent minutes every game. Like, I'm not going to lie about that. You know, that's also a frustrating part. But like I say, man, you just control what you can control, and then everything else works out, you know, for the best. So, that's it. So, how do you – how do you keep a, a level head, right? Because mm-hmm. to, to go from a game against the Lakers in the Staples Center where you're such a huge contributor. Right. Um, and it's obvious, you know, watching mm-hmm. the game, West Cabal, like we see that. Yeah. Uh, but then not having regular playing minutes at certain points of the season. Mm-hmm. How do you keep yourself in a mind state where it's like, I'm not playing right now, but I'm still going to practice as hard as I would practice yeah. if I was playing? Um, I think that's just having a good circle around me. You know, not too many people or too many mouths in one ear out the other. You know, it's I kind of keep my circle small, man, which is my brother, you know, my best friend and 
you know, maybe and my agent, you know, outside of that, I, I'll listen to you. But most of the time, it's a it's a small circle with me who I'm listening to about basketball advice, man. And I think that's taken me a long way, you know, through my career and uh, staying focused, um, you know, just maintaining things. So uh, that's that's pretty much what it's been, of, you know, me not getting so frustrated and lashing out or, you know, trying to show you know, bad body language within the moment. You know, I was going to say, I mean, you've done an amazing job at that. I mean, as a, as a fan, again, I go to every game and I've always said to myself, it's it's hard to do what West does. I think out of anyone on the team, you know, because I see you go, you know, playing no minutes, maybe three games in a row, then being a starter, you know, for maybe the next week or so. And that's not easy to do. You know, I play basketball just for fun. And just going from not playing to playing, your body, the way it reacts, it, it's difficult. Um, so... Think about a player coming out of college in your shoes, you know, maybe being undrafted or second round pick. What's your biggest advice for that player as they're coming into the NBA? Um, man, this understanding what you're, you know, what you're really getting yourself into um, as far as in like roles are changing, man. I would say, you know, you got to come in, you know, all ears, you know, taking everything in and just, you know, being a student of the game again. Because, you know, it's, it's like you come in, you know, with the attitude of I was this guy in college, so I'm going to do this here. Then I seen it work sometimes for guys. You know, some guys can do that. But then some guys, you know, most of the time it's, it makes the job a lot harder, you know, for yourself, man, because you're just not focused in the beginning, man. So I think just coming in as a student, you know, soaking everything in, being a sponge, man, to new things, new systems, and coaches, teammates, you know, as a young guy, I think is, is the best thing to do. And I, I think the reality is um, mm-hmm. you really don't have too many success stories from players that are drafted yeah. um, late in the second round or in the second round in general. Mm-hmm. So the fact that you were able to come out of that and yeah. kind of carve your way and, and make yourself a, a permanent part of, of the NBA, not just a team, of the NBA in general, I think it goes a lot to – the type of work that you've put in and, mm-hmm. and the mentality that you have. Yeah, thank you, man, for sure, man. That's, um, it's, uh, man, you know, just being honest, as a second-round pick, man, you know, you have a lot more food on your plate to eat, you know. So uh, the weight on your shoulders is a little heavier, man, but that's just having that mindset. Like, that just goes back to having a good circle around you and just mentally, not physically, mentally, you know, being strong, man, because I think the mental part, is the part that can sometimes slip through the cracks and not get talked about enough. But uh, mentally, man, you gotta you gotta be strong to be in this business, you know, because you got your all stars and your superstars who have the red carpet laid out for them, and then everybody else, not set everybody. Of course, everybody else has a, the option to work hard to get to that, man. Which is the you know that should be the mindset of every player. But coming in as a new guy, man, you gotta understand that you know you gotta work. You know, just got to take it day by day. Now, Wes, we're going to jump into um, something that we call in the ozone, mm-hmm. which is kind of a rapid fire questions. That we're going to, we're going to try to we're going to get you the questions. You're going to answer them as fast as you can. Cool. All right. All right. So first one, city edition uniforms or statement uniforms? City edition. Who is the funniest teammate in the locker room? DJ. Who's the who's the most competitive in the locker room? Oh, most competitive. <laughs> DJ. <laughs> Who's the best rapper on the squad? Best rapper on the squad. Um, I'm not gonna pick myself. Of course, I pick myself. But I give it to uh, AG, man. AG is pretty dope. Nice. How about toughest teammate mm-hmm. to guard in practice? AG, bro. That dude is like, <laughs> you think he's strong on the court? Try guarding him in practice. 
And uh, most memorable NBA moment. Um, most memorable NBA moment, I would say. As far as in the game, I, my first matchup with LeBron James, man, I was I would say, you know, I got a whole picture of that thing, man. So framed and everything. So I would say that's my most memorable moment. And when it's all said and done, what does the career of Wesley Awandu look like? Um, ooh, 13, 13 plus years in the league, man. Um, are you talking about stats wise, or are you just talking about accolades? Yeah, all, like all, all the all the above. Uh, I'm talking about story, stories that you're gonna tell your kids, your grandkids. Well, what's the what's the impact that you see looking back of of what you left behind you? Uh, looking back, man, I would say. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, one day I want to win a championship, man. You know, get some uh, defensive, all-team defensive accolades, man. Um, <laughs> and when it's all said and done, man, yeah. Hopefully, I have a good 13-year career, man, and won some championships, and you know, just uh, made a special place, made a special home, you know, uh, and found a special place, man. So that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's that's dope. Um, yeah. All right, Wes. Where can all the fans find you on social media? Uh, Instagram. I'm at and one ref underscore. Twitter, I believe, is underscore one do twenty five, and it's pretty much all I use, man. Just uh, Twitter and Instagram. I have a Facebook, but I'm not, I'm not active on there. So. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you've been awesome. Gave us some good points. Yeah, guys. Thank you for having me, man. And, yo. Let's get back to this league, baby. It's time. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, for right. sure, guys. Appreciate it, Wes. Thank you, guys. Yep, stay safe. Thank you for listening to the Ozone Podcast, the voice of Magic fans. Be sure to visit our website, theozonepod.com. And remember to subscribe, rate, and leave a review on all your favorite podcast listening platforms.